Welcome to the Blister Podcast, a program dedicated to interesting people, the great outdoors, and a bunch of other stuff we like. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check us out online at blisterreview.com. Today on the podcast, we welcome back one of our favorite people, Brendan Leonard, the creator of semirad.com. We are rapidly approaching the point in time when we can safely say that Brendan needs no introduction. We are also rapidly approaching the point in time when it's safe to say that Brendan is prolific. He posts every single Thursday and Friday on semirad.com. He always seems to be contributing articles for other sites and magazines. His Facebook and Instagram accounts are active and actually worth following. And as we'll discuss in our conversation, he's beginning to pursue the art of movie making. We had Brendan on the podcast last May to talk about his book, 60 Meters to Anywhere. Today, the occasion is the recent release of Brendan's new very good and very useful little book, Make It Till You Make It, 40 Myths and Truths About Creating. For anyone who is thinking about taking on virtually any new venture, this inexpensive little book is worth your time, and you can find it on Amazon.com. This episode of the Blister Podcast is presented by High Brew Coffee, and this week I am very happy to report that there were no dramatic events that required me to crush can after can of High Brew. Instead, I just got to sip them and enjoy them like a normal person, and I really like this new development. High Brew puts expertly crafted cold brew coffee in a can to enjoy whenever and wherever you want it, and High Brew uses only the finest 100% fair trade Arabica beans. There is no sugar crash, because none of the Highbrew coffees are loaded up with a ton of sugar. Check it out for yourself. Go to highbrewcoffee.com to learn more about their products, and check out their store finder to see where you can get yours. Now let's get to our conversation with one very under-the-weather and road-weary, Brendan Leonard. Let me start with the, uh, the question I generally open with, which is, where are you these days? Or I should say, at the present moment. Uh, currently at our, our condo in Denver. Okay. Yeah. Um, so back in Denver at the moment and, and that is, uh, in between trips and book talks and presentations or, or have you been hanging close to the Denver area? No, I'm like, I've been here like hopefully five or 10 days a month. Uh, just got back from Utah and, uh, on Sunday night and leaving for, Northern California on, I think, Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday. So it's, yeah, and that's my last trip of the year, um, which is going to be nice. So, okay. Yeah. Especially given that you, you actually sound terrible. Oh, and, thanks. And, yeah. and, um, and you were actually just telling me before we went on air that you've, you've been sick for like three weeks now. <coughs> yeah, November 7th. I think it's very <laughs> bad and it is now. No, so 23 days. Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, like traveling too much and not, not taking time to like actually stay in bed for like three straight days, which is what I should have done. But, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I can share with you that I actually just kind of, I think wrapped up or am wrapping up that program. So I've been, I was sick for kind of three or four weeks and that was not I hadn't scheduled that. So you just kind of ignore it and, and move on. And it turns out that doesn't really help. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I think I'm on the other side of it. So hopefully, hopefully you'll join me on the other side soon. I know that that makes two of us who are, who are trying that program of ignoring it, but yeah, 
It's been oh. it's been particularly fun um, ski touring because, oh. like, at every sort of thousand foot elevation gain, you know, your head just <laughs> feels like worse and worse. It's like you're good at the base, like things feel relatively normal, and then um, you know, as we're pushing around here into like eleven thousand feet, twelve thousand feet. Um, yeah, whatever, whatever this cold sinus, whatever thing is, it, it's not so into that apparently. Um, oh yeah. I've had, I think I've gone, I've had two flights and I think I've been over through the Eisenhower tunnel in Colorado four times and over <laughs> Vail Pass, like three, yeah, something like that. So every time it's this new adventure of what, if, what, where is the congestion going to move in my ears <laughs> and which ear am I not going to be able to hear out of? So yeah, it's been a, it's been a real blast. So nice. It sounds like it. And so last night you were giving a talk somewhere, right? At Feral Mountain Company in uh, in Denver. Yeah, it's a new um, new ish. I think they just opened in March. Uh, outdoor shop here, and it's really cool. This guy uh, just kind of a boutique outdoors shop. Um, pretty small. There's like thirty people in there. I think we packed in. Um, standing room only, nice. uh, but yeah, really, really cool story there. Um, the guy just wanted to do something that brought people together, uh, who were interested in the mountains and, uh, this is his thing. So his name's Jimmy, Jimmy Funkhauser is his name. Hmm. So yeah, super cool. And we talked, I had, I looked this up. We talked almost exactly since six months ago on, on the podcast. I mean, we've talked since then, but, um, and so at that time, <clears throat> your book, uh, 60 Meters From Anywhere, was kind of just getting out and about. And in those last six months, um, you, you said that you've done something like 43 uh, book, t- book, t- book talks, uh, book tour stops, what, however we want to say that. Is that right? Th- 39. And 39. Do, okay. Yeah, 39, and I do three more. <laughs> Uh, next week in, in California, and then I'm done. So, maybe, no, maybe I was 40 last night. Oops, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Any anyway, yeah, it was like it's like around 40. Wow. So, really over overdoing it. Like I said, they only they, I guess most authors do like a dozen over like three months, and that's considered a book tour. Um, but <laughs> I kind of went for it, and uh, nobody nobody warned me otherwise. So. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I think it seems slightly fitting, though, with your kind of obsessive personality, even if it was when it's an accident, that you just end up doing like three to four times as much as anybody else. I think that that seems like it's the way it should go for you. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like, I feel like I learned the hard way almost (laughs) everything I do. So this is no different. I see. So is there, I'm very curious to know what, what it's like to to talk about a project on 40, you know, different occasions over the course of six months. Like what, what is, what have you learned from the road, uh, you know, in, in this capacity? Oh, I mean like some pretty, something pretty awesome happens at each stop, you know, uh, no matter how tired I get, which is great. You know, somebody will come up and tell me a part of their life story or, or something, you know, and, um, you know, whether it's like sobriety or the outdoors or hmm. s- whether it's the book or like something in my blog that, uh, that I've written, uh, they identify with it or it helped them do something different with their life. Uh, two of the people who bought books last night were guys who 
said I was, um, and something I wrote was influential in them quitting their job. So mm. I guess it's a pretty big compliment. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, one, one lives, has lived in a van for like the last two years and the other guy moved from Milwaukee to Denver and, you know, it's just stuff like that. Super cool. Um, but I have, I have two different talks I do. One is like this kind of, um, more motivational comedy, uh, slideshow talk. Um, and the other one is just kind of a book signing, uh, where, where I read from the book and tell a few stories and then there's a Q and a, so I guess I've learned that I shouldn't do the slideshow unless there's more than 30 or 35 people because <laughs> it's uh, it's just kind of, it's way better when it's a bigger room and people have more energy and want to laugh and you know, whatever. Um, and if it's smaller, I should do the more intimate book reading thing. Um, which I didn't think I was like an actual author who would want to do stuff like that. Like I don't have interesting glasses and like <laughs> uh, tweed jacket with elbow patches, but I'm, I'm getting into it. I think I've done it 10 times now and it's, it's been a lot of fun. So hmm. yeah. I totally think I'm going to get you a tweed jacket with elbow patches for Christmas now, though. Yeah. Just just in case. Just like it might need to hang in the closet, you know? I haven't even Googled it. I feel like I should just see one in a thrift store window and grab it, you know? Yeah. I haven't even looked it up. Like, I'm sure there's one somewhere online. Yeah. Yeah. I think think this could be arranged. Yeah. Um, With maybe maybe slightly different question... um, what has been most surprising about the reception of 60 meters? Um, you know, you, you put this work out into the world and then you stop being in control of, you know, if people are getting the message, uh, you know, you think you're writing about something, they're coming back with things that you maybe didn't think were such important elements of the book, um, stuff like that. I mean, what has, what has been the reception like, um, that maybe you didn't see coming. Hmm. Um, you know, I think I'm kind of disappointed that there have been like not very many reviews by like, it hasn't appeared in, um, any sort of, uh, print publications, you know, almost Mm -hmm. at all, which is uh, like, I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess that's not gonna, not gonna happen. Um, so I think the surprise is how much of the actual, marketing is literally just me and whatever the the publicist at the publisher can do. Um, so, you know, it's gotten, it's gotten like, uh, on the Amazon book review blog, omnivoracious, and that's probably the biggest thing, you know, but, but nobody's like, you know, tried to send copies out to people and, and it hasn't really gone anywhere. I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess that's not gonna, not gonna help the sales. So it's, it's been mostly just me, you know, being out on the road, talking to people about it and, you know, putting, putting up different things, uh, to try to get it to sell. And, um, it's, I think it's worked. They say it's selling really well. Uh, I don't know what that means. You know, (laughs) you'll probably, probably sell about 10,000 copies in the first year. Um, and hopefully that continues, but I I guess you just never know, you know, I'm was waiting for it to win some sort of award or something or, or whatever, you know, like hopefully, you know, uh, but none none of that happened. So it's, uh, it's kind of, I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of like, Oh gosh, this is really a lot, a lot of work. You know, like I know like a lot of people will just put a book out there and be like, okay, I did, you know, four book signings. Hopefully that'll, it'll take off. And and some people get the benefit of, you know, having it reviewed in in publications uh, and stuff like that. And you don't have to do so much work. And, um, like I'm really, really grinding it out. And, uh, it was ambitious, but, um, 
I feel like I need to get back and actually do some sort of adventures now, mm-hmm. you know, like, but I still have, I still have, I think like 12 more dates through March to, to talk. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's like, okay, I'm never going to do a year long book tour again. You know, <laughs> so, That's what... things, like, you're just like pushing, you're just beating your head against the wall and it's, it's working a little, but it's not working that well. You know what I mean? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, sorry. I should be more positive. Like, there no, be no, no, no. There, but yeah. Well, the thing I, I mean, the thing I was thinking about too <clears throat> is just the timing of this stuff, right? That who's to say? I mean, ten thousand copies in the first year doesn't sound uh, doesn't sound terrible, and no, it's, great, it, it's always it will be very interesting to see, right? Like some things take time to you know. To, to really catch on or the book continues to get shared and, and it will be, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the next book that we're about to talk about, right, is not unrelated to this question, right? Like you put something out in the world, you don't get to control uh, the reception per se. There's things you right. can do and be proactive, but it will be interesting to see um, if what happens in year two in year three, yeah. right? And then, of course, just in case, since you're sick and maybe you need to pick me up, right? If if you go back and think about, like, I'd say most of the great art, like, ever in history, very rarely did that stuff come out with a bang and was being wildly celebrated by everyone off the bat, right? I mean, right. if you, right? Like, that, pretty, you could almost just say, like, that basically never happens. Right. Um, and um, maybe not so maybe not so um, so much consolation in the near term, but if you just look back at like all of history, um, some of these things take some of these things take time to catch on, right? Right. Yeah. No, and you hope so. I really hope it's paying my mortgage in five years. But I, <laughs> I'm not keeping. I'm not. Uh, I'm not holding my breath for that. You know, it's like it's cool. You know, like maybe that's maybe that's as big as it gets, and that's totally fine. You know, everything has like. Uh, the appropriate size audience and maybe this is maybe this is the you know 10,000 copies is like the audience and that's that's cool that's totally mm-hmm. fine it's like i'm not going to stop i was never going to stop writing or stop doing things you know just be right. like okay i guess i can sit back and you know watch this thing you know pay all my bills now it's right. uh, you know it's like a paperback book about climbing and addiction like come on it's like the market for that is not that huge you know yeah uh, so I, I was hoping it would take on more of a relatable for for everyone uh story for uh you know about uh search for identity and stuff like that and i I think it has but you know it's just like you you want it to get really you want to get as far as as it can um and you know i should not be should not be um like disappointed that it that it did that well you know like oh right Right. i wish you know it's not going to get reviewed in the new york times you know it's not going to be it's not going to win a pulitzer you know which I never would have said it. I never would have expected it to. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying to give it, I, I told my girlfriend at the beginning of the year, like I, I want to do, I don't want to ever think that I could have done more to, to get the book yep. out there. And yep. you know, like I'm like three week three weeks being sick and just like totally exhausted. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I have, I'm not going to have that feeling now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Turned out, it just turned out to be such a hectic, exhausting year, and like, I'm, no wonder I've been sick this long. So, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm good. Check that box. Couldn't yeah. have done anything more. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's let's 
transition from talking about 60 meters from anywhere. And dear God, people, Brendan's sick and dying. If you haven't picked up the book yet, uh, you should. It's good. Um, we it's talked about it at this point, you know. Yeah. It, Brendan <laughs> needs to sell another 10,000 copies before the end of the year. Um, you know, uh, so, um, you know, do your part, dear listeners. Um, and it is good. And, and we did talk about it a bit on the previous podcast without trying to give too much of the book away. But um, uh, I certainly know a lot of people who have read it and, um, and we've all really liked it. And uh, we hope you check it out. Um, and you, while between book stops, I guess, or uh, talking stops, you found time to put out this new, um, pretty compact little book. Should we call it a book? Uh, do we call yeah. it long, a long haiku or, you know, yeah, uh, yes. um, pamphlet. Yeah. yeah, but it's called make it till you make it. And so why don't we just start at the very beginning with the title? Um, I like titles, so it's called make it till you make it. Yeah, you know, and I thought I thought I made that phrase up, and I mentioned it to a friend who actually works for Chase Jarvis, uh, the photographer. She goes, "Oh, Chase says that all the time," and I'm like, "What? No shit!" You know. So I, I had Googled it to see, or I had I had Googled it through Amazon to see if anybody used it as a book title, mm-hmm. um, and nobody had used it. So I was like, "Oh, this is perfect," you know. I'm like, because I think that's one of the basically the book is forty. 40 myths and truths about creating and it's it's kind of intended to get you know I feel like a lot of people um I'll get an email every week or so or or more more than one a week of someone just like wanting to know wanting some advice on how to get started doing you know either uh writing or filmmaking or photography or or whatever it is they want to do and um this is kind of just like look here's everything I know know, it's in reality it's about half of what I know maybe (laughs) You know, it's like all these things I go back to when I do have coffee with those folks. And they, they say, you know, when we get to talking, I always say, oh, I, well, I always think of this quote that this person said. Or here's one of the things that I know to be true from my experience. So I just compiled as many as I could think of, uh, which turned out to be 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, after I put it out, I can think of way more than that. But uh, it's, you know, it's just kind of this thing. I made this really cheap little book so you could, like, give it to somebody who's, like, you know, it's a, it's a $7 book or $3 yeah. on Kindle, you know, and if, if you're at all curious about that, like, that's a pretty, pretty easy thing to, to pick up and, or, or give to somebody for, for the holidays or whatever. Um, if somebody in your life wants to be a writer or whatever. So yeah, I call it, make it till you make it. And then, um, and then I found out that Chase Jarvis <laughs> says that and I was like, Oh my God, I, I, am I stealing this? So I like Googled the phrase and I found out it's like the name of a song, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people have said it before, uh, despite the fact that I thought I had just made it up. Um, so there's, it's not like, it's not like he was the only person to say it and I was like plagiarizing it or something. Uh, so, but then I found out it's really hard to Google. Like every time you Google make it till you make it. <laughs> it just autocorrects. <laughs> all this stuff is like fake it till you make it. So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Screwed myself again. But uh, it's fine. It's sold, it's sold uh, I don't know, a few hundred copies so far, like 500 copies, which is cool. And, you know, I'm like not getting rich off it at all. I was just like, I just want to break even. And then, you know, everybody can just, you know, hopefully this helps the world become a yeah. more, you know, hopefully this helps the world create more art, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever that is, you know. I think that's one of the really useful um, things about the book is it it isn't limited in that way. It's not some highbrow treatise on art that, you know, 10 people should read if you already have your PhD in classics or something. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not that smart, you know, for one thing, but <laughs> you know, I think all the things I relate to are like kind of DIY stuff, like punk music, hip hop, yeah. you know? And it's like, like there's this, um, a lot of the stuff that I find really inspiring these days is not these like mega successful things that are, you know, showing in museums in New York or like at the top of the, you know, music charts or New York Times bestsellers, you know, some of them are, but like a lot of it is like film festival films or, or music that's not getting heard that much on Spotify, you know, or whatever it is. And I think there's a lot of value in that. Like I'm supposed to have like kind of a voluntary moratorium on buying like $30, $40 prints for our, our condo because I keep buying what, what I call it's like inexpensive art, but I love this stuff. You know, it's like cartoonists and like friends who do like these ornate uh, block prints on like Swiss uh, topo maps, you know, and I'm like, oh, these are so great. And I buy them and I'm like, shit, now I gotta, now I gotta buy a custom print. It's <laughs> more expensive. But this is stuff that I'm, I'm really stoked on, you know, and I think all that comes from people just sitting down and being like, yeah, I'm a waiter, but I want to do, you know, I want to play in a band or I want to like do woodworking or I want to like learn photography or I want to, you know, I want to do some sort of art and they're not going, oh, it has to be this like classically trained, like, you know, really highbrow thing. It can just be whatever comes from their heart. And I think the world can always use more of that, you know, like, I think, I think we're not, you could say we're saturated with stuff like that, but I, I'm definitely not. I, I get excited every time I find somebody new on Instagram or, or a new a new uh, music artist, or, you know. Um, so it's it's just my way of saying, hey, look, just just do it. You know, it's like that's what I did. You know, and eventually it led to me working full time on what I think is my my creative passion. You know, storytelling. Um, so, and you know, there's there's no like I say I think it's in the copy of the book somewhere it's like, there's no there's no special people you know nobody woke up and was just like a prodigy you know like mm-hmm. yeah there's some prodigies but most of us were just like grinding away until yeah. we figured out what we wanted to do and eventually maybe we got paid for it and maybe not you know maybe we just like make zero dollars on it and we just love to do it so yeah yeah it's just wanted to to help people do that i guess yeah um would you mind if we there's there's a couple of the of the 40 um, of the 40, let's call them notes. Um, there's a couple I wanted to ask you about, but I'll, I'll defer to you first. Do you have one or two, um, I don't know if favorites is the word, but if we were to give people a taste of this one or two that you might want to highlight? Um, yeah, I think the first one is, and I don't have the copy of the book sitting in front of me, but it's like, you don't need anybody else's permission or money to do it. You know, I think, I think we're in a lot of people's uh, idea now that if they want to do, a, if they want to write a book, they should do a Kickstarter. And like, for real, I published that book that you know you're, it's for it's a hundred pages long. It cost me I don't know a hundred bucks. You know I, I did pay a friend to design the cover, which I wanted done professionally. But you can self publish a book for like a hundred bucks. You know like why why wait around? Why do a big try to get all this money from people and like, you know, Oh, I need, I need to get paid for my art. You know, I think most of the best stuff that we have is, you know, most of the best art that we have is stuff people just did because it was inside them and they wanted to share it. You know, like nobody was like, Oh, I want to get rich, uh, you know, as an MC, you know, that was, you know, I I mean, 30, 40, (laughs) excuse me almost 40 years ago, nobody was going, I'm going to be, I'm going to be an MC and I'm going to get rich. It was like, 
I want to go do this thing at this party. You know, there's no yeah. money involved whatsoever. And yep. um, that is, that was the gold, the golden era of hip hop, you know, was like, nobody was making money. And then people started making money and which is fine, you know, but like, I always think when people, when you could start getting really rich, not like I have a fat gold chain, but like I have a fleet of Bentleys rich, I <laughs> right. you kind of lose the soul. And I think there's so many things like that where you just do it because you have to, you don't do it because somebody's paying you to do it. Yeah. So that's one of my favorites. And then the other one I like is uh, there's a difference between art and narcissism, yeah. uh, which I think we, we have to be careful about these days. You know, it's like, I mean, I say in there, like, if your story is look at me, that's not much of a story, you know, like, yeah. but people see like, you know, Kim Kardashian and, you know, who else, whoever else, like fitness models and stuff like, you know, posting just selfie after selfie on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, I mean that's a completely different purpose for, for photography. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not, to me, it's not art. You know, there, there's obviously, yes, there's some sort of art to it, but I'm like, you know, we're not going to be looking back on this in, in 10 years going, Oh, that was, that was really inspiring. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. That was a, That was an eye into a famous person's life. You know, like that's, that's what we got. Um, so the people I follow on Instagram tend to be creating something that, that says more than just, uh, Hey, here I am. Can you, can you double tap this photo so I can verify my existence and importance in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to try to shy away from that as much as possible, I guess. What were your, what were your two? Or well, couple- <clears throat> yeah. So one, um, I just want to read this cause I think it's funny. Um, but number 12 is, um, don't take criticism personally. And, you know, with the author's permission, of course, can I read, can I read the first paragraph? Oh, yeah. Go for All it. right. Says, especially, on, don't take criticism personally, especially on the internet. There seems to be a special breed of people whose only mission is to spend 10 seconds taking down something that took someone else days or months or years to create. They're toxic, angry, sad, insecure people, and they will find you someday if your art reaches a big enough audience. People will tell you to develop a thick skin, and you will, eventually, or rather, you'll learn to instantly dismiss criticism that has no constructive purpose. I was like, Brendan, he's, 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 getting, he's getting agitated here. And, uh, and so I kind of, I mean, one, that's all true, but I kind of wanted to, I don't know, ask you about that and in, and in your experience. I mean, do, do you feel like you've received more of your do you feel like you've received a healthy dose of such uh, internet criticism? No, but it happens every once in a while. And the last time it happened was like five or six weeks ago. And it was like, uh, what did I had written something on my blog about? Oh, it's about, um, it was about crowds about saying, you know, this national park is crowded. Why are all these people here? You know? And some guy just went off and was like, um, this is a terrible attitude. This is what leads to like, he had a point, but then Uh he goes, Unlike, you know, unlike the author who publishes, self-publishes, but, you know, um, narcissistic books and blah, 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 and enjoys some sort of degree of uh, internet. It was like really mean. And I was like, you know what? I don't really have to read this shit. You know, like, I mean, this is not furthering it. All the guy, you know, so I thought about it for a couple days and I talked to my girlfriend about it. She's also a writer, you know, and It's like, you know, I think I'm just going to shut off the comments on my blog. You know, NPR did it a few few yeah. months ago. I'm like, I'm like, why why do I have to put up with this? I mean, like, if you're really that pissed, email me. My email address is right on the website, you know. Yeah. 
and I feel like I feel like there's this there is this certain breed of people who just like they enjoy the anonymity of the internet and yeah. you know every time one of these and I get very few of those comments because I don't try to like be negative about things on yeah. my blog um, or, or do think you know I don't try to ruin somebody's day with something that I'm going to write I try to make it better so generally it's positive but the negative stuff you know it comes up every once in a while every single time it's been somebody with an email, a fake email address, you know, and I'm like, yep. I'm like yep. fuck this guy, you know yep. what I mean? Like, yep. my blog doesn't exist for you to have a platform to, <laughs> to talk about me. Like, I don't need you to feel bad because you're angry, you know? Like, if you want to, if you want to say something to me, just, just email me directly to me, you know? So I shut off the comments and, like, only one person has noticed, you know? <laughs> only one person has said something. So I'm like, cool, comment on Facebook. I don't really care, you know? Um, and I think you see it everywhere, you know, you see it and it's just this, it's this horrible thing. And, and like, I've noticed, um, I actually put up a, like kind of a chart on my Instagram account, which was like, uh, number of internet comments read versus, um, faith in the human, in the future of the human race. <laughs> it, was, it was like the more comments you read, the less faith you have in the human race. And yeah. it, it's a bad place, man. You know, people are saying things that they would never say to people in person or, you know, or over the phone, or just directly, and it just—it's like, I'm like this is not progress. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is not art. This is not constructive. It's not worth anything. You know, and so I just like, and I think people who want to make things, you know, when when they get those that feedback from people who are like, oh, I could have done better than this, or you know, like uh, this story is stupid because blah blah blah, or you know, I I think this this photo sucks. You know, it's like. Like, we don't need to give those people any validation. Just keep doing your thing, you know? I think uh, you'd appreciate this. There's this. I should probably send this to you, but I read an interview with Vince Staples and somebody else on, oh, gosh, I can't even remember. Maybe it was on, like, Vibe magazine or yeah. whatever. It was online. And Vince Staples said, you know, like, I don't listen to internet criticism at all, you know? You think somebody's, like, you know, like, working at Target, you know, like, you know, bagging people's stuff if somebody are, like, Somebody's like, you're doing that wrong. Do you think they're like, oh my God, I got to quit my job and start over. I hate my life. You know, you had this great, you know, this great way of looking at it. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, Vince Staples. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, if you create things for public consumption, it's like you don't need to have this, um, you know, nobody's coming into somebody else's job from the general public and being like, Bob's a shitty accountant. This guy's an asshole, yeah. you know, and I looked him up on the internet and found out that, you know, his whole family, you know, like people don't go into these things if you're, if you're not working in the public, public eye. So I'm like, I don't, I don't really need to feed that negativity and people who want to make art shouldn't really give it much, uh, much credence, you know, or much, much, uh, like this, you shouldn't, you shouldn't care, you know, cause somebody's always going to take a shit on what you do once it gets big enough, you know, yeah. it's like, I've watched it happen on my blog, you know, like generally the stuff stays small enough to like the point where most people are like, they're only sharing it if they like it or they're only commenting if they like it or whatever. Um, but every once in a while something will get so big and so viral that some, some guy is just waiting to be like, you know, like, oh yeah, but you say this because, because you don't. You know, they'll just find some way to be negative about it. And I'm like, thanks. I was waiting for you to show up. I knew you would. You know, yeah. like I was, I was waiting for some, some anonymous dickhead to, you know, come up here and take a shit on what I, what I spent all this time writing. Yeah, there you are. You know, I knew you were coming. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. God bless us, everyone. Um, yeah. Number 27. I want to see if you have something to say about this one. Um, 
At some point, you will have to say yes to something that terrifies you. Yeah, I, um, is, that, is that a long entry? I can't remember. I think it's just like uh, it is. A, it's a two. It's a two pager on a on a phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, so you're not. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's just saying like you know, whatever you do, if you are trying hard you know, at it, you know, whether it's photography, whether it's filmmaking, music, whatever, at some point you're going to have this thing that you've always wanted come along and you're going to be terrified of it and you're going to have to say yes to it if you want to grow. You know, you're going to, your band's going to get a gig at some place that's really big and like you've always wanted to do it or you never thought it would get that big and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh my God, you know, there's a thousand people here. Like, are we going to mess up, you know, or whatever. And it's going to be terrifying, but in order to grow, you have to say yes to it, you know? And yeah. I've experienced that a lot. Like, you know, I've never been able to just be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a, a blogger, you know, or I'm just, I'm just going to write for magazines and websites. You know, you get these opportunities where people say, hey, could you write advertising copy or could you, could you shoot a film? Could you be yeah. second camera on like a film shoot? And you're like, oh, Jesus, I'm so underqualified. But you're yeah. like, yeah, I can do that. And then you spend, you know you're terrified of it and and you like of course since you're so scared you spend all this time researching how to do things correctly and and uh maybe you don't do the best job you know but you grow personally you know you're like okay I did okay you know and and maybe you find out you're better than you thought you were um so I think anybody who wants to succeed at all is going to have that at some point you know where where the big name is going to come knocking on their door and and you're terrified and and you you decide to say yes or you say no and you 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 don't grow as a, as a creative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and man, those are super, super defining moments. Right. And the only thing is I sure as hell hope when like we do say yes in those moments where we're like, man, I, I, I'm not, this isn't my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone. I sure hope that, and I know this is true of you, but I think I sure hope the rest of us try like hell right? Like, don't just be like, well, I'm not that qualified, but I said yes anyway. So this is going to be kind of a junk show. Like, right? I mean, isn't that kind of the the second necessary point? Like, you're going to bust your ass to then go do this to the best of your abilities. And it just, I don't know, maybe maybe that's an important um, other thing to add. Yeah, it's like the opposite of complacency. You don't show up for the job and be like, oh, I got this. I'm so talented. You're like, oh my God, I'm totally an imposter here. Like, right. you know, I, I guarantee you almost everyone has had that. You know, like, you know, you look at people like Renan Ozturk or Jimmy Chin or like Ben Knight or, you know, yeah. filmmakers like, like Grayson Schaefer. And you know that those guys, like, they're not just coasting. They're not just like, super talented they work hard at what they do and that's why it's so good and they they still have that fear like can i get this done you know am i the right person for this job you know like you know i i i've never talked to any of those people about that like you know i don't even know any of them many of them personally but like i guarantee you they're having that moment you know where they're like oh my god client x paid is gonna pay us so much money for this film holy shit, now we have to deliver and how do we do this? And, you know, I guarantee you there was some, there was some armpit sweat and there was some, some stress and some really like extending themselves beyond what they're, what they were comfortable doing to get it done in a manner that, that they thought was worth it. Um, so yeah, I, I hope, I hope people are having those moments out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that's my only, the only caveat, right. Is like the, 
and I don't know why I'm worried about this, but like if this is a book about, hey, everybody, this is a goad uh, or a prompt to get out there, do your thing, don't be afraid, that's good. And I guess I would just want to add like, and then go grind, right? Yeah. Like if you're not if you're not all in and giving us everything you have, then actually I'd rather you said no. Like don't just stay in your wheelhouse. If you're not willing to step out and give everything, like I don't know. I, I don't I don't the world what we don't need is a bunch of like mediocre, kind of half assed art or creation. So hopefully I guess that would be my point. Maybe you maybe you feel differently, but I think that thing where someone at the end of the day, like you were saying with the book tour, like you gave that everything you had and then you can live with that, right? Like, I think that would be the only, right? the only, yeah. Uh, but I, I think, yeah. What were you, go ahead. Oh, to, to what you were saying. I think, I think in capitalism, the market determines if you're not trying hard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even, even Kanye West is putting out an album. People are like, eh, I don't know about this. You know, it's like, People know, you know, like, and I think, yeah, you can get the gig. It doesn't mean you're going to get the next one, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Faking it, fake it only goes so far. You got to, yeah. you have to, you have to grind, you have to deliver. Otherwise it's like, yeah, we didn't really like what you did for us last time. Felt like you kind of didn't try very hard and, yep. you know, you just coasted, you just phoned it in, you know, people, people are going to know, I think. Yep. Um, so, and you know, and I, I, I think that I think the market determines that in most cases, um, if not immediately, eventually, you know. Yeah. So, were you trying to say it, that? Were you trying to say there that Kanye phoned in Life of Pablo? Is that what you were? Is that the undercurrent no. of that message? Because you and I no. are going to fight. What I'm saying is, is like people. Uh, I mean, I, I always yeah, well, whatever. Uh, but. <laughs> I, um, I think people people aren't just going to suck that up like and be like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever, just because it's Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna evaluate it on its merits, you know. Yeah. And and a lot of people are gonna say, oh, I didn't think it was his best. You know, I really liked his previous album more. And yeah. you know, um, that was just an example. I, I don't know. know how I know. I've... I think he probably worked pretty hard on that album based on his current, you know, uh, state. You know, I feel like he's probably pretty <laughs> exhausted uh, mentally and, and whatever. But uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, you can watch music groups do that and like, you know, like that, you know, their fourth album just wasn't, you know, just didn't seem like they were, right. they were meshing or, you know, whatever, like it, it you know, their heart wasn't in it, you yep. know, or something like that. So, um, but yeah, w- within like, within the industry, I think people, people will know when you've, when you've sold them, you know, something that's a, that's a lemon, you know, they're like, yeah. How we gave you we gave you you know eighty thousand dollars for this short film and it just didn't didn't work you just didn't do yeah what you said you were gonna do or whatever um, so deliver step yeah. out of your wheelhouse then deliver right yeah exactly that's, that's forty one yeah. we'll make that note forty one <laughs> yeah um, but um but actually we'll we'll wrap with the the uh, the survey of some of these notes. Um, and I do hope people check this out. I mean, these are there's a lot of good stuff, and we're just touching on a few things. But um, 40, um, the last note, you're not too busy. And this is something that you have on kind of multiple platforms at different times talked about, but really making use of those few moments, few minutes in a given day um, where it's like, yeah, you could scroll through Instagram yet again, or you could read or write or, you know, retouch some photos, whatever. 
you seem to have, from the outside, I'll say, it, it, it seems like you've maybe mastered that art of making good use of those few minutes, those, those, um, those five-minute chunks of time or 10-minute chunks of time. Um, one, do you think that's true? And then two, do you think you're like naturally good at that or disposed to that? Or has that been a kind of wrenched you know, a, a hard fought discipline, um, for you personally. Oh, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm good at it at all. Otherwise okay. I wouldn't have written that. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't yeah, have, I you know, know people do that if I, if I didn't, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I have a, uh, had a, had to write a blog for tomorrow and did I, you know, did it take me, I think I wrote it in about 30 minutes when I finally did it today. You know, I was like, <laughs> God, I gotta get this done. You know, it's like, I gotta go up at eight, eight thirty tomorrow morning. And, Oh, did I, did I just get up and just hammer it out in 30 minutes and then, you know, and then go clean my apartment. No, I like scrolled through all my, you know, social media feeds yeah. and looked to see how many people visited my website, see how my books are selling. And, you know, yeah, I read a couple articles, read half of another article about the election and blah, blah, blah. And like, uh, yeah, I got to watch this freestyle video of this guy over this, you know, and like, you know, of course I know people, people do that because I do it, you know, yeah. but uh, I think I haven't given myself um, an out, you know, as far as, I've been writing my blog every week for every single week for five and a half years, you know, and it's like I never take a week off, like literally never. And um, I think it's required a lot of, you know, there's this quote, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he's, uh, I think he's like ex Navy SEAL or something that said, don't count on motivation, count on discipline, you know. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to get inspired these days. Like, I'm so inspired, I'm so inspired. I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do? You know, like, what are you going to do to give back to the world, like to create, to create something with that inspiration? And I always am, am wary of, of doing that, you know, like being, oh, that was such a, you know, such a great inspiration reading that book, you know, like, okay, what am I going to do now? You know, like, um, so like making myself create on a weekly basis has given me, I guess, the ability to, to know I can do it even when I feel crappy about it. Um, and, uh, you know, even though maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it's not the, the biggest masterpiece I've ever created or, you know, like the greatest work ever, but I've done it, put it out there, finished it, you know, something that I've had to go to bed and go, okay, that's, that's good. I think I'm, I think I'm okay with that going out. So, um, and I guess, you know, just, I, I read this quote by Michael Pollan like 10 yeah. years ago when he, you know, the food, the food yeah. uh, writer and he, it was something that, to paraphrase him, he said, you know, we spend all this money on what we think are convenience foods in the U S you know, like, you know, things can be baked in one step or, you know, everything comes in one box or it's microwavable or it's like soup, you know, that's in a container that you can drink out of it, you know, on your way to, you know, like all these things like, and he goes, what do we do with all this time? We supposedly save by not having to cook things for, you know, he goes, you know what we're doing? We're watching television with all that time we save. And, and I think that's totally true. You know, like we make all these, we want all these shortcuts in life and then we end up sitting on our ass for a lot of it, you know, like, mm. oh, it's a good thing I didn't, you know, you know, put in all that time, you know, making curry from scratch, you know, <laughs> and like, and like, you know, so, so I had all this extra time and like, what are you doing with all that extra time? You know, are you doing something that's going to really be fulfilling? Or are you just like biding your time, like consuming more stuff and, you know, just laying around being entertained, you know? So I can't, I can't really do that. I guess is what I think. I don't know if that answers your question, but no, I think it does. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, I think that the, 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 I mean, it was actually a specific question like about you, 
whether you found that like, man, I think I am just kind of good at this making use of these small pockets of time. And, and therefore I'm then the message I'm delivering to other people is like, Hey guys, like you might try this too and focus on that discipline. Or if you're like, no, I'm kind of a junk show when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, like most of us I think are, um, and so it's like, we're all like God in the modern age. Right. I love going back by the way, like Thoreau's Walden, which is like still one of my favorite all time books in terms of like the creative process and the discipline of creating, you know, that dude's worried in the 1850s about the modern age and how many distractions we have. Right. Right. 1850. And it's like, well, there wasn't Snapchat and there wasn't the internet and there weren't phones or movies or, you know, and it's just like, I really do think that that in, in this, given that, you know, this is a book about creating and working like we're in like a heroin society compared to the, the yeah. external things that he was reckoning with. Um, and it just goes to show, I mean, distractions can always be found and excuses can always be made. It's not just since Snapchat, you know, developed. Oh, yeah. um, but, um, but, it, but it is an interesting thing. And I do think that more than ever, there just are more forces on people, more modes of distraction. Um, and, and those, you know, I'm, these are cool things, but, you know, we got to really be in charge and disciplined about it, I think, more than ever, or we will just end up watching TV and scrolling through phones. Um, oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. I think you, I mean, you would, you would probably agree with this as a creative and entrepreneur, you know, like every single person who goes into a job interview and they're like, what are your strengths, you know? And some people say, oh, I'm a self-starter, you know, I'm really self-motivated. And you're like, you know what, when you run your own business, that's the ultimate test. You know, like, you're like, mm. okay, am I going to be self-motivated today? Am I going to get started? Am I going to make money? Or am I going to starve? You know, like, yep. you know, you're not, you're not going to work every day, like running blister because, because somebody's being like, okay, Jonathan, you got to get all this stuff done by the end of the week. You know, yeah. you're like, holy shit, I got a business to run. I got to <laughs> do this or, or I'm not going to be able to pay my rent, you know? Yeah. So it's, I think that's the ultimate test. And like, I think, uh, climbing and you know skiing backcountry skiing especially and like you know mountaineering or all these things where you're like this is kind of the ultimate um you know self-motivation you know you get to the base of a climb that you're scared of and you don't want to do nobody's going to be standing there going uh-uh brendan you have to do this you're like you're self-motivated you'll go up it you know you'll do it or you'll or you'll fail you know whatever um but you'll start for sure you know so i think it, it lends itself to to creativity as well um but yeah, I, I love that. You know, I love thinking about that interview question. You know, and yeah, I'm a self-starter. Are you? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's find out. Um, yeah. We should wrap. Um, but I want to. Well, actually, what I want to do is do like an entire another hour on like books and movies and music and stuff. But I, uh, I had, I'd written you about this, and and if this feels like you know too much because you're kind of under the weather, but maybe we can condense at least for now. Um, what are some of the you know a book or two that have you know that's kind of on your radar that you're excited about, or a movie or documentary or music? What what are a few things that have kind of been on your radar? Um, oh, recently, uh, yeah, yeah. Um... Gosh, this year I read uh, Barbarian Days by William Finnegan. It's a book about surfing. I think it won the Pulitzer. 
um, the guy wrote for the New Yorker, New Yorker or the Atlantic? I think the New Yorker for, for like three decades and incredible book about surfing. Um, the new tribe called quest album. Yeah. Yeah. And like I've had a, I've had a rough year of trying to find new albums and new artists. So I haven't really found that many. Um, actually I've gotten into buying cassettes lately. Um, old hip hop cassettes for this boom box that I bought. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, have you seen uh, have you seen the documentary uh, about Stretch and Bobito? Yes. Okay. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, it's that blew my mind. It yeah. was just like this the trailer alone was like 90 seconds of pure joy around old school hip hop and yeah. and then the movie just absolutely delivered whatever it's like 80 minutes of that too like um to the point where I bought three cassettes of old shows of theirs uh from the 90s and then had to buy a boombox to play the cassettes on. Um, <laughs> So, so it was kind of a big thing. And then, uh, gosh, what else have I read lately? Um, books. I, I finally finished uh, Stephen King's On Writing, yeah. which I think is wonderful. Yeah. I also finished, uh, finished this book called Assholes, A Theory, by, um, by this guy Aaron James, who is a Ph.D. philosophy professor at, uh, I think, University of California, Irvine. Huh. And it's a, just a scholastic, uh, scholarly definition thesis of what an asshole is and how to deal with assholes in our society. And uh, it's good. It's like super dense, densely written, like an academic paper, but, you know, it's full of profanity. So it's, it's really uh, more pertinent, more relevant than, than you might think nowadays. So that was, that was good. And um, gosh, I don't know. We saw, saw Moonlight a couple weeks ago. Ah. New new film, yeah, uh, which is super, just fantastic. You know, like um, really incredibly well done. And and right now it's like the start of good good movie season. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, so that's good. Uh, but I, I've been to eight, I think eight or nine outdoor film festivals this year, and two of my favorite films aren't out for public consumption yet. Hmm. Uh, one of them is called The Super Salmon, and it's by this guy Ryan Peterson, who's a brilliant brilliant filmmaker and um, advocate for, I guess, um, rivers and fishing. Um, and I don't even fish. I just like his work. Yeah. And then this other one called Mile 19, which is about this guy who is a, I think he's 67. He's run every single LA marathon. And I've seen it a couple times uh, at Mountain Film. And I'm not sure when it's going to go online, but it's I think it's like a 15-minute film or 18-minute film. Um, and I'm really excited for that one to come out. Because the guy in it is such a great character, um, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of kind of what's been. That's going a on. pretty like, that's a pretty solid wrap up. I I like yeah yeah. We so, always got to be looking, right? You know, you always like, have to be looking. And man, that's still I, <clears throat> I I I'm sorry if I maybe said this exact same thing on the last time we talked on a podcast, but I just think anytime you want to get disappointed and down on life or the world and the state of the world. It is always so um, uh, motivating to me and encouraging that there is such a sea of amazing stuff. Um, books, music, movies, etc. Like, we have no hope of ever reading or seeing or hearing every great thing out there. You know, we're like drowning in amazing stuff. And, um, and that continues to be the case. And, and, um, I, f I find that pretty encouraging actually. Um, just the, the massive volume of really fantastic stuff that continues, that people continue to make and, uh, that we can go find and discover. And, and I don't know, 
um, I guess simple point or something, but um, it's one oh, that sure. that's true yeah. for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Um, I'm still, you know. Oh, that's one thing we were supposed to talk about. Song of the year. We talked about oh. this briefly. I really, I'm serious. I am going with Ultralight Beam. That's that's the song of 2016. It has to be, and it. Yeah. it no, just no, not even for me, Brandon. That's just the song of 2016. But you're, but you're. Do you want to nominate? Would you like to nominate an alternative? Um, gosh, you know, I, I really think <laughs> it's too early to say, but I okay. think the, um, I think the first song on the new Tribe album is yeah. probably the song of the year. Um, we the people. That's we the people, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, it's um, space program. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I I'm trying to think of what is like. I need to look at my Spotify playlists. But uh, like, what was the song? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a okay. huge. <clears throat> That's okay. You're allowed to just say ultra light beam. It's okay. Yeah, I you know I, I like have a handful of Kanye songs. I'm getting more. Uh, into, but I still am not. Just not that big I of a know, fan. I and, know. You know, like know. that's where we differ. You know, I know. It's, uh, it's the most depressing <laughs> thing about you, really. And and really, like, let's be honest. I'm like, I'm the last person on the Kanye Island. Like, all the friends, like, either left the island or were never on it. And so it's a it's a lonely place to be. But um, I'm just, telling you, just, hate hate Kanye all you want. But like, I hope people listen to Ultra Light Beam. That that song is remarkable, and then I'm gonna I'll, stop. But I'll, I'll listen to it after we get out. You know who you should talk to is uh, is Aaron Teasdale. He's a longtime adventure writer, um, and huge hip hop head from Minneapolis. Like he literally <laughs> used to hang out with Slug from Atmosphere when he worked at when Slug worked at a record store, you know, yeah. in Minneapolis. And I think he is a much more. He's a huge Kanye fan as well as like he likes way more aggressive hip hop than I'm into. You know, uh, like yeah. I'm more more like jazzy, like you know, old school layered beats and stuff like that. And um, Aaron, you and Aaron would get along really well, I think. So okay, I should I should st- I should stop calling you up. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you guys would agree on music for sure. There we uh, go. But um, he's always doing some interesting stuff. So yeah. Well, man, this has been really fun to to touch base again and um, uh, and kind of catch up with you. Um, the the new book um so 60 meters from anywhere is the uh the book we talked about last time and you can still where's your preferred place for people to find that brendan oh wherever they can yeah it's on amazon and you know it's it's in a lot of bookstores uh it's in some barnes and noble uh a few rei stores but amazon's the easiest and i'm probably not supposed to say that but like just google it you know (laughs) order it wherever you can okay so and then, nice. and then the new new, uh, make it till you make it. Um, preferred place to find that. It's basically only on Amazon because I self-published it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's which, very it's it's very worth checking out. Um, not the least for which because there are so many hip hop references in it, which was just like a whole bonus thing for me. Um, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't know that was coming when coming when I opened it up, but. Um, uh, it's a it's a fun and good book, and I hopefully this conversation um, whetted some people's appetites. But um, yeah, yeah, man. Um, 
Well, thanks for the time. And um, yeah, what's 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 the next? What's the what's the next immediate? What are you off to? Uh, I'm going to Northern California next week to do the last three okay. book tour shows of of the week of the the year. So I'm stoked for that to get over. And then I'm working on editing a film that I am putting together by myself to teach myself how to edit film, basically, and how to shoot a movie. Uh, but it's about a guy who. Um, built my bicycle. Uh, I have mm. a steel, steel hand built bicycle. Um, and working on that and that as speaking of learning the hard way, that's, that's going really slow. So I've been working on it for over a year, um, when I can. So, but that's my, that's the thing I want to kind of wrap up a rough cut of it before the end of the year. So cool. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, good man. And we will, um, continue to find your stuff. Um, I guess every Thursday and Friday on semirad.com and, um, Brendan is very worth following on the Facebook and Instagrams. Um, there's fun stuff there. So um, if you aren't already, check him out at those places. And Brendan, um, I'm going to talk to you again soon. Okay. Thanks, Jonathan. All right, man. Take care. All right. That's it for this edition of the Blister Podcast. Many thanks to Brendan Leonard for the conversation and to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob who continues to push the limits when it comes to splitboarding in casual attire, skinning up in corduroy pants and semi-formal dress shirts. Thanks also to Highbrew Coffee for sponsoring this episode. Do yourself a favor and go to highbrewcoffee.com to check it out, then go to their store finder on the site to find out where you can go grab some Highbrew for yourself. Till next time, head over to blisterreview.com to see what we're up to there, and we will talk to you next week.